The wine industry is crushing it right now. And I'm not just Ooh. talking about consumption. I'm talking about as an investment. Over the last 15 years, we've seen the fine wine market increase 150%. It is taking off right now. And we have the best guest right now that's going to explain why. Welcome, everyone, to Buy, Hold, Sell Special Report on Wine and Investing. This is a 2.0. Our first one was back in Labor Day, and we had Monique Sultani from WineO.TV with us then, and she's back here right now. Monique, welcome back to Buy, Hold, Sell. Monique, I feel like I should be like doing a round of applause and jumping up. <laughs> like, Monique, that was Monique, a great these introduction. Are many, these are how many courts I have since our last show in my Oh, office. right. That felt like <laughs> WrestleMania. I was, like, going to come out like... <laughs> There you go. Well, I got to tell you, the last the last time you were here, it was a huge hit for our audience. They oh, loved it. We got all kinds of feedback about it. They loved everything about it. And really, you were just kicking into wino.tv. Then I see the success of it. Now it is really taken off. Tell the audience right now, what are you up to with wino.tv? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just wrapping up my last season. We shot all last year um, at wine regions around the world and here on the Pacific, uh, excuse me, here on the West Coast. So it's been <laughs> incredible. I've been locked in an edit bay, Todd, for five months. So I'm just like dying to get out and get your energy. Nice. Pretty this incredible show together, which I'm so unbelievably proud of. I feel like I'm doing the best work of my career. We're traveling to wine regions around the world, and we're getting to the heart of every region. What we're doing is we're bringing people together by breaking bread, opening up a bottle, and connecting through culture. So it's been such a great honor for me to bring my show back to life and to have the reception that I've had. It's been absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, I'm just so grateful to be here. And you can watch new episodes right now on wino.tv. They're ready to go. We just launched Walla Walla this week. And if you're not familiar with Yeah, Walla Walla is this really great, uh, really teeny tiny wine region with such a big heart. And we went there, we met the winemakers, we walked the rocks, we went to an incredible farm, we we ate at a restaurant that was a, 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 I met a chef who was, you know, struggling during the pandemic, thought he was going to lose it all and really just crawled his way back up. So it really is about the people behind the bottle that I love so much that keeps me going. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to talk about my show anytime you want to let me. Well, that's great. That's- that's great. I got to tell you, you know, I follow you on all of the socials and I see you constantly in the press right now. You know, You're really getting a lot stalking, of exposure. Uh, <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Todd's my only retweet. Okay. I'm your, if I'm I get a retweet, fan. I'm like, what's Todd been doing? Hey, Todd. <laughs> I know what I you feel mean. you, T. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so with all of that, I have to, let's talk about this as an investment because the last time you were on the show on Labor Day, we were talking about some some critical wineries that were out there that were doing really well, had some great vintages. They were coming out. They were, had some new, maybe new, some new product that was coming out for 2023. Mm-hmm. And then I see all the the numbers that are coming through. I mean, from a really from a wine industry or investment perspective, this thing's taken off. I mean, you're almost a fool not to really consider this as a viable alternative to stocks right now. But are there any on your in your travels that you're seeing that are just something that investors might really want to consider? Uh, Todd, yeah. you can't drink stocks, okay? 
So let's just. <laughs> well, look, what I was going to say was, look, talk about the S&P 500 last year, right? Overall, it was down around 20%. If you look at uh, the fine wine, it was up around 20%, right? So yeah. wine is obviously an investment. You can touch it, you can feel it, you can drink it, you can love it. And there's a reason why some of these, these investments are up and why the wine industry is up. And Tobin just it just alluded to it. I mean, if you look at uh, Burgundy, for example, up 30% mm-hmm. last year. You right look at Right up, right, up 19%. So these are tangible assets like real estate, like gold, like things that people can touch, feel, smell, and worst case, you can drink. Look, think mm-hmm. about a bottle of Bordeaux in 25, 30 years, even if it's vinegar, it's still not worth zero. Someone's going to pay something for it. Like crypto, I don't know. You know, it's just like, you know, you can drink it. It's always going to have some sort of... I- value to it. And then there's also just the love that you put into it. So if you're on some of these investment platforms where you can invest in wine, that's really great. But the wine lovers and investors that I know, they're the people that want to go. They want to get the bottles. They want to have the experiences in the regions and really collect in that adds joy to their life. Yeah. I, you know, uh, Todd, I I say I'm pointing over here to the Cote de Bone, one of my favorite areas uh, in the world. Here's what's also the dynamic is happening. First off, you had a crappy stock market last year. That's a that's a very technical term. And um, stock market. You know, and people sort of say, you know, well, she says I'm not doing anything there. Well, let's look at my uh, wine collection. Let's look at my whiskey collection. I mean, whiskey's on the same path. You, you know, there was only so much made of Lafroy 1989. That's it. And every bottle that's drunk, <laughs> there's no more coming in. So uh, there's a strange but perfect economics here is that the more people can cons- consume the wines that have an age on them, there's less supply. Now, the other side of it is, you know, particularly in Asia, when I when I go there for business, I bring wine from our, our vineyard, Barlow Vineyards, and I bring some, some other places um, with names on them that they recognize. Why? Because Asia is all about the face. In other words, uh, your honor and how well connected you are and so on and so forth. And when you bring them a Chateau Lafitte, they do a backflip. And if you want to do business with those guys, bring a Chateau Lafitte. Let's, you know, let's just talk in 1990, right? Well, when, uh, if, if you're going to bring a wine to impress somebody in Asia, what, what, what would yeah, you Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, a a Rothschild. Uh, but um, you just reminded me of in 2012, I did a Zoom or Skype, excuse me, it was Skype back then. Skype, yeah. I did a well, Skype interview <laughs> in 2012 with a director called Warwick Ross. You could still find it on wino.tv. He did a documentary then with Russell Crowe yeah. was the narrator. It was called Red Obsession. I think we talked about this. And yeah, we talked I love about it. A Rothschild and the numbers and the eight and why the 2008 was historically through the roof because of this consumption and demand from a market that in the past perhaps wasn't as into wine as they became as they became more wealthy and different different classes were able to access yeah. um, of some of these products like we're talking about Yo, here. Todd, supply and demand, just like California coastline. It's like they're right. not making any more houses on the beach, baby. If you bought one, you're grandfathered <laughs> in, right? Like, you know, worst case, you, you know, the taxes will kill you, but at least you have some place yeah, to sleep. Rent out 20 rooms. I'll show you the, the 20 homes up the street that are now owned by people from Northern California <laughs> in North Scottsdale. And uh, they bought a, a place in Palo Alto 30 years ago for 300 grand. Now they sold the dirt for, you know, 10 million. And then they come out to Scottsdale. They're not paying any income taxes. They're, you know, the, the weather's nicer. And they buy the same amount of square footage with a much better view, you know, 
And All right, you got any friends for do, me? Because this is sounding real good. <laughs> this is sounding they, real good, first, Tobin. Monique, the first thing they do is they build a wine cellar. I'm I mean, sure. Honestly, what do they fill it with? God. Yeah. I was just up at uh, a professional golfer, John Rahm, is neighbor way up the street. You know how Beverly Hills, you have lower Beverly Hills, and then you have Bel Air? We're down I don't the, hang out in Beverly Hills, so yeah, why don't you tell us a the, little more? The ghetto. <laughs> we're, we live in the ghetto of North Scottsdale, and if you just drive up about a half mile, you're in the Bel Air of uh, North Scottsdale, right? But everyone is it's in a wine thing. A lot of people are now, the good wine stores are now creating these big wine lockers. That's where I keep my my aging stuff. Because, you know, I, I, I'm going to show you my wine locker. It's my 48 favorite best bottles of wine that I like that are everyday wines. And, and But if I have the entire thing here, it calls to me at night. Toby, I'm 98 <laughs> Latour. Please drink me. I'm tired. And when it calls you, you call me and we'll all be on my way over there. <laughs> I don't care. I'll drive. It's six hours from I can't here. Even, there I no can't time. even put brown liquor in my house. Because at 10, like, oh, one, it's the same thing. Don't chatter like me anymore. What? <laughs> um, Todd, do you think Todd has a little whiskey. bit of a problem? I, 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 I know, right? I know. Another, uh, another so anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is, is that it's the only asset that you can't make any more of. And every time somebody consumes it, the, the real good stuff goes up in value. There's no nothing like it. I mean, gold shit, you can always find another gold mine. Well, you can't find another 98 <laughs> Latour, you know? You can't True. find the same thing in, in, in whiskey, um, uh, the same thing. And and then as emerging markets get going, if you want to set up a restaurant in Asia and you don't have a big league set of wine and, and you want to charge premium prices, you're out of business, right? Because again, because of pride, because of face, when you bring your customer to that restaurant in Asia, but particularly China and Thailand and some other areas, if you don't have a big league wine at dinner, hey, nice knowing you, you know what? I, I can do business with anybody. I mean, it's 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 part of the ritual, and they are very very about ritual. And they are in stocks. We talk about the marginal buyer. The marginal buyer sets the price for a traded security, and that marginal buyer is the person who does not care about price. They want to buy that stock. They don't care about the value. They they're, they're, they're price insensitive, and they're the ones who set the value of a stock. Well, it's the same way in the wine business, in the you know, in the fine wine business. If somebody is, you know, like half of the clients I used to call in in China, you didn't know whether exactly, you know, where they were getting the profits, nor did you want to ask, uh, shall we say? But if you have a whole bunch of cash, you need to you need to spend. They go to the wine thing. I mean, they go to wine and they go to whiskey, and um, so that's why I think it's it, there are some partnerships now, right, Monique? The, there are like masterworks type things that you can invest in. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, and I actually I was that's one thing I wanted to get into because when when we had this show back in September, uh, and then we had uh, Buy Hold Sell had the um, the advertising uh, relationship with Masterworks, which is yeah. one of these partnerships that actually you could buy shares into fine art. And so, and now, yeah, an artwork. And you actually see this, now we're coming up on the Kentucky Derby where you see uh, with horse racing, they do the same thing where you could buy a share. You could buy a share of a horse and, you know, it could be whatever amount. And therefore you don't own the majority of the horse, but you have a share of the horse. Therefore you can say, hey, yeah, I have a horse and say it's running. But they've been syndicating, I grew up near Santa Anita. They've been syndicating horses for longer than you know 200 years it's right it's that but now we're getting now you, you know anybody can do it in the old days you know you had to write a big check and, and stuff anybody but, could do it 
but now yeah. now we're getting into wines. Now you can do now you can actually do do the wine industry. I mean, as a side note, I'm I'm thinking of doing this for a Ferrari. So if you guys want to buy into a share, I can hold. Uh, how much a share? Do we get to ride in one? Can <laughs> <laughs> I put the go. girls up in school in a Ferrari? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Look, I live well, in Southern you... California. There are a dime a dozen around here. Please, uh, like, I'm, I'm, sure, joking, I'm, sure. I'm joking. I'm joking. You know, I'm like what I'm what you're saying is yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to send you the picture of the Ferrari I was looking at last night down the street. Again, in the ghetto of North Scottsdale, you know, you don't see as many. But if you go like 400 feet, <laughs> all you see is Ferraris and, you know, Lamborghinis and everything. It's crazy. It's not wine. All right. So wine, so, wine. Yeah, you're talking about like vent.com and those sorts of sites yeah. where absolutely right, right. every day consumer of wine who wants to maybe they like it but they don't know how to go source the bottles they want to be in this space because they know it's a hot space they know it's going places right they can get in on the action too oh. same with like someone who can't you know get a what a picasso in their house or whatever you can go to yeah. masterworks and you can be a part of this and i think anybody who is has any sort of assets or money to invest it's great to invest in things that you already believe in that you already love and that you're already excited about right i mean so it makes a lot <laughs> of sense. I think in terms of, you know, added value for your life, personally, I think it's, you know, if you are interested in wine, you're better off go getting a collection and doing it that way, just because you do have something tangible. And it's not this sort of broad, um, you know, this broad. I used to have a bunch of tangible. But then you have, you know, the issue where you might just consume it, right? Or there's a fire, you know, things happen. I've liquidated right. my assets in, the, <laughs> in my wine portfolio. <laughs> so clearly, Tobin, Tobin can speak to why maybe not having them in the house or anywhere within reach is a good idea. <laughs> the good stuff has to be like five miles away. I just, it is. But with it is. that, but with that though, you're never going. If you buy a share into one of these, like at Vint.com, you're never going to actually see the wine. I mean, the wine right. is I mean, elsewhere. Just like you're not hanging at the Picasso in your house, right? Yeah, uh, you're yeah, not going to exactly. bring you that, that horse is not, that horse is not in your backyard, right? So yeah, you are getting in on the action. You are a part of the industry. You get to have a little piece in it. Just like if I have a piece of Berkshire Hathaway stock, right? It's like, oh, I have a piece of it, but like Warren's not coming over serving me dinner. So yeah, you are you have hey, a Manique, piece of Manique, something don't that don't count yourself short. Okay. I don't know. Like I said. Warren Warren maybe hey, 99, Warren. but he's a vital 99. All right. Oh, I have two young children, a single mother, Warren. Call me. There you I'm go. Kidding. Yes. Look, regular people can get in on the action. They can have a piece of this art, if you will. Wine has always been a work of art. And to have a piece of it, to have access for everyday people, I think is incredible. And some of these buy-ins aren't too high. But, you know, again, you have to have money to play with and you have to have. And now, right now, like I, I think I would maybe sent this to you in an email. Like, let's put it under the mattress. People are a little bit scared. Where do I put my money? What's a safe investment? Inflation's out of control. So if you go buy a bottle of wine right now, it's like, you know, you might be a little bit nervous. Oh, is the price going to go up or down? I believe it's going to go up. For example, when we were talking in September, I said to you, oh my gosh, Napa cabs, they're 300 bucks a bottle. Seven months later, now I'm like, oh, wait, they're 350. <laughs> wait, wow. Right. So then I was looking at my notes for some of these really great wines. I want to uh, tell you about a couple of them, you know, sort of luxury wine. And I looked down and I was like, oh, 20, oh, now they're 350. But I remember us specifically speaking six, seven months ago and me saying they were 300 up from 150. So to say inflation is no. transitory is a joke. Uh, it's going up. Oh, now you're an economist? <laughs> 
Really? I am the open mind economist. Why don't you, Please, why don't you stay in time. your lane, Sultani? Okay. Say that because again. I'll stay in my lane. Okay, here. Let me you're be talking, the little... You're talking out of the wrong orifice on that. Look. I'll be the little girly. You think it's transitory? No, it's it, it's not oh. transitory. That's not the issue. Oh, Napa so don't talk wine. about things I don't know about. Apple wine had this little thing called the fire, the salt fire. Oh, uh, you know, well, at, right. At our Barlow Vineyard, we literally lost, uh, you know, five and a half acres. Everyone that I know in uh, the Calistoga area and hills and farther down lost all their, their grapes in the fire. And what's happened is there's a shortage right. of, of wine that's, that's drinkable right now. Now, you wouldn't wish that on anybody's soul, but that, you know, again, unfortunately, is part of being in the wine business. Remember, in Bone, they get a lot of fog. And if they don't get enough sunshine between the time that the fruit needs to start to ripen and not, you throw it all away. Last year, they threw away, you know, half of their Chardonnay, my favorite Chardonnays of all time. So weather is part of this thing. The cool thing about buying the bottle is it's already been done. You don't have any weather risk. You don't 100%, have- 100% Tobin, yeah. I was never making light of that. What I'm yeah. saying is, first of all, I started covering weather and wine for the Weather Channel back in 2014. That's right. So I very much know that weather and wine are deeply rooted. They're deeply yeah. connected. And this is life events, tragedies, fires happen, earthquakes happen, bad harvests happen, things happen and is integral, yeah. vital part of people's lives. What I'm saying is we're not going back to $150 bottles of Napa cab, regardless if there's never for another the, fire or bad harvest tier. again. We're, yeah, like we, people don't really necessarily move backwards in price in this big way. So if you're someone who's investing and you're going to buy a product, you can assume it's going to go up. I don't think we've maxed out at $350 a bottle, I guess yeah. is the point I was trying to make. Certainly yeah. never making light of any sort yeah. of uh, thing that has happened uh, to the industry that I obviously love very much. Well, you're, all right, well, well, let me give you an example. Your take, your, your take uh, oh, well, first of all, your, your take is brilliant. And, uh, and I completely understand it. And you are right. This is something you are the, an expert on when it comes to that weather side of it, too. But I do believe that you are right because the inflation argument can be made. I'm sure there's added labor costs as well when you're developing these wines, and that help increase the cost of those bottles. So going from 300 right. to 350 in a few months, I mean, it's a 15 plus, what, 16% increase in, what, eight months? That's yeah. incredible. I mean, that's a good return. Well, let me show you another thing about wine. It's one thing, I, you know, when I worked at the Aspen Grog Shop back in the, the 19th century, uh, and uh, the, the Texas boys were doing well on oil. You know, it's not oil. It's just, oil. just one single. It's all. And they'd fly, up, they'd fly up, and they had one, you know, Learjet for the family and one Learjet to bring the wine home because there was no refrigerated wine place in Texas. And by the way, if you are going to invest in wine you have to have a place to refrigerate it okay and you needed to buy it from a place that was and they need to be able to show you that it's been refrigerated anyway so they'd come in with billy bob jimmy bob tommy bob you know and i'd already opened up the eight most expensive bottles of wine. we're the only you know latour the only chateau cheval you know in the western united states at that time this is the late 70s mm -hmm. and um omg it was fantastic but they would all come in and say hey billy bob what do you like in wine he says i like a wine that's smooth and i said okay i just opened up one for you it's this one you may have heard of you know chase it man i love that but that tastes just like silver oak well guess what billy bob that is silver oak you moron <laughs> i would i would give them the the chateau saint Cheval. this is like one of the world's greatest wines and they'd be like yeah and i say you know why you don't like it because it's not old enough billy bob that's why you buy this stuff and you put it away that 
you know, that silver uh, oak that I probably was at 1973 and spent like 79, Older than me. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but I, again, I'm telling you, now, the, the other way to make money in investing in wine is find somebody like Di Costanza, which is a very that? small yeah. boutique, 2,000 cases, uh, Monique. Um, yeah. Made by the, yeah. Yeah, or 250. Right? No, Maybe they were 250. If they're up to 2,000 now, kudos it, to them. Yeah, you yeah, were just there. Yeah, I was just there. This is, the, the, you know, the other thing in, in, in the wine thing is there's a lot of fakery, by the way. And particularly the uh, a few uh, rich people, I will leave their names out, would get sold, you know, the, the, they would get sold wine that was right. uh, impossible. You know, and it, it's been done all the time. And particularly the labels. Well, this, there's only one of these. You can't fake the concept, number one. Number two, everybody talks about who the winemaker is, right? Well, Monique, tell them, what, what, what was that uh, winery that the winemaker for here? Yeah, Massimo, yeah. Massimo Di Costanza used to be the day-to-day winemaker at Screaming Eagle. And he's, yeah, obviously he's trained at UC Davis, a huge pedigree. It's so funny you should bring their um, their legacy label. They're obviously their beautiful yeah. uh, Napa cap. I brought their new uh, Pinot that they have. Uh, nice. that they have now. They just launched I just a Pinot. That. I just yeah. Did you get it? Oh, okay, fun. So yeah, Costa's their Pinot that they just, uh, they just went out with. It's so. of finding an up-and-coming wine. The right. most money I've ever made in wine was not buying a, a Chateau Latour or something. Like that. It was from an up-and-coming winery. The last, you know, I bought a Ridge years ago, like in the early 80s. They had just started. And they were up in Santa Cruz Mountain. I mean, who the hell would, you know, do wine from up there, right? Turns out to be huge. So uh, these are the type of guys, I mean, I just happen to love them. They're great people. But we yeah. just had a bottle of this. Like, so I have some big clients coming out next week, and this is going to be the featured wine at our uh, at our Osabu dinner and toby uh, toby can you put put the bottle into the screen uh, the viewers won't be able to see it oh how, how do i do that oh i go this got it right there yeah now you had it yeah just come on you could just move the bottle you don't have to move the camera oh okay <laughs> like uh, this let me show you Hang there on. you go there you yeah, go see, i okay. can see hers it's just for okay. me all i see is it backwards so well, i'm looking I, uh, i'll show no, you mine if you show me yours tobin all right that's another show <laughs> i think that's another show i can't i have so many cheap cliches when i'm with yeah, you I know. That is so good. That's been me. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'll tell you what, let's let's end this block on that note. And when we come back, I really want to talk to you, Monique. You've been traveling everywhere with Wino.tv. I really like to get into some of the conversation and what you've been experiencing over the last few months since your last time you were on the show. Should I go now and just leave you two alone? Because this is obviously... (laughs) We need our privacy, Tobin. Anyway, so why don't you just, you know, come clean so uh, you got you you have to stay toby you you stay okay. you could be the shot you are the anchor you're the yeah. you're, you're the anchor the glue. you're the glue uh, you're I'm, the I'm comedy the plus you have all the props and toby's going to give us a view yeah. of his wine cellar he's going to no, tell this is not my that, wine cellar what are you going to show us this is my day-to-day wine fridge let's tease it we'll tease it we'll tease it we'll tease it for everybody so if you are listening on the podcast you definitely will want to watch the video but please stay with us we got Monique Sultani from Wino.tv on Buy, Hold, Sell special report on wine and investing we'll be right back after the break Buy, hold, sell, brought to you by Crosscheck Management. On any given day in Washington, policy proposals are created, debated, and decimated by tens of thousands of people and organizations working behind the scenes. 
On 80 Proof Politics, a guest and I will visit a D.C. watering hole and distill the art of advocacy by pulling back the curtain a bit and taking a look at how they play their part in the sausage factory we call our federal government. So if you're at all interested in how the sausage is made, pull up a chair, grab a drink, and join us. After all, what goes better with sausage than a tall, cold one? The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube. Welcome back to Buy, Hold, Sell, special report on wine and investing. We have a very special guest and a dear friend of ours, Monique Soltani from WineO.TV. And Monique, this is her second time on the show. The first time we did this, it was very, the audience loved it. We talked all about wine, we talked about investing, and we talked about her travels. And right now, Monique, since the last time you were on the show, which was Labor Day, You've been all over the place. I've been seeing you, uh, you. You post these videos of these travels that you have on wino.tv. Yeah. Any particular ones that are your favorites? I know you're probably discovering all kinds of wines out there. Tell you, the audience. You, you know, I get that question a lot. And I always think like the last, uh, my favorite is usually the last person I interview because that's the last person I fell in love with. I fall in love with every single person when I hear their story. So yeah, there's been so many great experiences, but I'd love to tell a story. It's kind of like my season finale, which was in Lodi. And the thing about Lodi, California, which you might not know, they have the largest concentration of old vines in anywhere in North America. Yeah. They actually have the oldest vine in the world right wow. there in Lodi. But what I love about Lodi is the people. When I was there, I interviewed a man named Gerardo. Uh, he is from Anaya Vineyards. This is the Nebbiolo that he put in the bottle. What I love about Gerardo is his grandfather. Hold it a little to closer to the camera, would you, so we can see? Yes, oh, there sir. We well, I have these all these lights, so I don't know if you could see it very well, but I can yeah, get I'll you, uh, you know, Anaya. Uh, the, you'll see them on my show um, in when I we release this episode coming up in a couple weeks. His grandfather came to this country as a part of the Bracero program and in the 40s. And now his grandson is putting grape to glass. And these are the kinds of stories that you'll find when you watch my show that I look out for. And then the wine stands up. This is a beautiful bottle of Nebbiolo. It'll be great with grilling 
Um, you know, this summer you're doing a barbecue or the spring, whatever you're doing, this is a beautiful bottle. It's going to hold big with some of these really great meats. And then the other thing I'm going to do this season, a new uh, episode, I'm going to do a story on diverse Napa. And what does that mean? There's a, Napa gets a, a, a rap about maybe not having the diversity that maybe some people might think that they don't have, but they do have. And I want to do a whole story. Yes. Well, they do, they do, yes. but there, there might be a perception that there isn't. So I have this idea to do a show about diverse Napa and I'm going to highlight some some people that you might not know. And in doing this, I came up with and discovered a brand new producer that I didn't know they're doing their inaugural vintage. And this is a rosé and I brought this specifically for Tobin. This is Simon Family Estate and this is their Tigress. Tigress. Nice. <laughs> juice like you talked about before <laughs> on the last one. This yeah. is a Tigress Rosé. Take a look at this bottle. Beautiful. I love that bottle. Wow. Um, I love it. Yeah, this is an incredible, impeccable uh, pedigree behind this, this wine. So the story about the family here, the Simon family, he came over. He was an Iraqi uh, immigrant. He worked his way up uh, to the great American success story. And then he teamed up with a winemaker. His name is Mayan, an Israeli Jew, a very famous winemaker in yeah. Napa Valley. They came together. They're doing their inaugural vintage. I'm going to go up for it in a couple of weeks. Uh, wow. And the rosé is, is a more affordable price point at $45 a bottle. But their Napa cabs debuting at $350. Uh, Cardinal wow. is another Napa cab. This is incredible uh, from winemaker uh, Chris carpenter they're doing a really great bottle there uh, 2019 is around 350 a bottle as well but you know these are pedigree people in the napa valley and um yeah so those are just a couple i gotta go on forever but i know yeah. tobin's got so all kinds the, of stuff he wants so to show us Monique, what, are, what what grapes are going into that rosé uh, that's 100 percent grenache it is grenache okay 100 uh -huh, grenache. all right so the other question i have is i have never heard of anybody who's ever grown nebbiolo in california and made money doing it so well I don't know. Does anybody make money doing anything anymore? You know, he well, told me the story. No, I'm like, just like, how are we making all this money? Nebbiolo, half the people no. go. Right. And uh, it's funny. I asked him because you know, I asked him this question because you think a Lodi, you think Zen, you think some Zen. of these vines, you know, carrying on some of this stuff. And I said to him, hey, why Nebbiolo? So you asked the good questions, Tobin. And he told me that when he was in Baja, he was doing a lot of research over in Mexico and he was tasting the grapes there and he really fell in love with Valle de Guadalupe. They're doing some really great Nebbiolos over there and he wanted to try to bring that back. And so that's why he, he uh, produced Nebbiolo. Well, that, that's for another show, but people have no idea how much wine it now is being made in Baja, California. Well, that's another show I plan on yeah. doing too. I mean, there's so yeah. many, that's why it's so great. I mean, there's regions and stories like this all over the world. You don't need to be with the big Napas and Sonomas. I love them and I'll go there, yeah. but there's these smaller places Places with these incredible stories that are making wonderful wines as well that they deserve the spotlight. Yes, no, that's a, that's great. So, Toby, so I know that you have several wines. You have a well, I guess it's somewhat of a wine cellar. You want to show the audience and give them a tour of your no, personal I, I wine collection. But, but, but maybe, but real quick though, maybe start it and 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 really tell the audience because I know that when you lived outside of Washington, you had quite the wine collection. And unfortunately, I don't think you were able to transport it, right? Is that or did you, you try to well, sell it? Or what, what is this I don't way. know what the story was. Here, here it is. Number one, being a Scotsman, I could not personally avow myself to drink. A, a wine that I bought for $300 
that somebody will pay me $3,500 for. I, I gotcha. just, I'm just too cheap. And then, and then I had some big Jerobombs and stuff and people would buy them online, you know, certified for $7,500, $8,500. Yeah. Again, I, you know, I, I did one for a bunch of friends and we drank, it was fabulous. <clears throat> I, it just, to me, that's nonsensical. I love the whole idea though, of taking that money and then putting it back into, you know. Uh, so, a, now you're, so, now, so now you're rebuilding the collection and yes, there you exactly. are in Scottsdale, Arizona. So you're the envy. You're the envy of everyone in Arizona right now. You have the best collection, and now you're going to share it with the audience. No, no. Like I said, when you get out of the ghetto of North Scottsdale and you go up the street <laughs> a little bit, those are some wine cellars. Okay. Even your father-in-law's, uh, I bet, up in, uh, up that that way, up, up the street from the ghetto. He's probably got a very nice one, too. Let me turn this around here. I'm going to try to uh, show you uh, some some ideas here. So Now, are you, are you giving us this tour, or is this Coleman the Butler that's giving us this? No. No, this is cold <laughs> Here's my point. This Brunello Montalcino is a 2013. I, I love this maker, Grappolo. You can buy this, and I'm, I'm going to get these guys to be a sponsor of this show at uh, winetext.com. I love I love those guys. Okay. I, I, bu I bought this 2013 for $55 a bottle, I don't know, a couple years ago. It's now 250 bucks. No um, way. Monique, yeah, are you I mean, familiar with uh, that This Montalciano, this Montalciano, same thing. I love these Italian wines. Yeah, I'm going to Abruzzo in June. Yeah. And Are I was, um, yeah, I'm very familiar with the wines, but oh, what was your I, question? Yeah. I, I was a speaker it. at a Brunello. I, I love going up into the, yeah. I love going up into the town, you know, it's this little podunk place surrounded by 20 or 50 feet of rock that the way that the, you know, the uh, people wouldn't uh, attack them. Anyway, I, I like the uh, winetext.com a lot for that reason. Now here's this De Constanza, by the way, I, I have a case of this sitting on. This is the same one. There's the same. I'm sorry. I got to let me go value here. So Peju is uh, a longtime friend of us. They um, make a Cabernet Franc, F-R-A-N-C, that usually gets blended, but they were the first ones to do it as a varietal. Absolutely fantastic. This Noviello is a new uh, winery up in uh, Napa that's doing a blend that... <laughs> That is like forty dollars. You can't you can't beat that stuff, man. Tell but I'm getting seasick. You gotta try it. Jamie, have you been drinking while you do it? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Hang on. Oh, it's a glass. Oh, here, you here you go. Well, here's my here's my final one. I'll hold it here so you don't kill yourself. Oh, okay. yep. Know them, okay. no die. So clinker brink for an everyday right. wine. I'm a and these are old vines. I I I I thought the oldest vines, by the way, were in Georgia, Russia from like 200 BC. I may be Did wrong. Did you hear me say in North America or were you not listening to that part? Just curious. You know, it's just when I look at you, I can't hear anything. Oh, uh, okay. Because the, the word North just... America flew out of my mouth. Yeah, okay. All right, so <laughs> Old Vines Zimbadel for Klinkerbach. This is a 2019. You can buy it from a lot of places, Total Beverage, et cetera, for $18. And I have put this wine against much higher priced Zins because I just, I like Zin. I think to me, Zin is what I have with Italian food or what I have a big steak or something. If there's a little more flavor. Anyway, that my point is, is that you don't have to spend a, a, a you know, a bunch of money here. I'll turn my camera what are those fortune yeah, what cookies? do you have there can you open up some of those fortune cookies and read one i'm dying to know how does this you end a, you keep a collection of fortune cookies yeah, in in tell yeah, us that, read the fortune that's how we that's how we tip the home help around here uh, <laughs> you shall be rewarded that's what the fortune said for, with bottles of wine or, you know whatever all right this oh is my. it buddy this is okay. setup. oh boy drum roll <laughs> Really? I hope so exclusive. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> soon someone new in your life will become a very good friend. Oh. Will they be that? bringing a bottle of Ridge with them? I don't know. <laughs> let, let me open up the one more here. Uh, All right, one more, one more right. for the audience. Very soon, uh, Todd will realize he has no chance with Monique. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's amazing. Deeply personal. Those are some fortunes you got there. They are. They really are. Crazy valuable. That's that's nuts. Well, that's that's wonderful. Toby, that was a great tour of your wine cellar. I got to say, I can't wait. Well, we have a three I just can't wait for that one. So I'm sure you'll have to have to get on the in the golf, you know, take a ride on the golf cart to get to it. So the much more expanded. Yeah, right. Anytime, your place. Anytime, no doubt. In the at the compound. All right. Well, listen. This was fantastic. So thank you for the audience for for watching us here for Buy Hold Sell Special Report on wine and investing. Monique Sotani, you can reach her at wineo.tv. Of course, she's across all of the socials right now. And obviously, you can check out our retweets because we obviously will be promoting her as well. So that's great. So, Monique, thank you so much for joining us today. I really do appreciate it. I know Toby does as well. So on yeah. behalf of Monique sort of Sotani like and, and Tobin Smith, I am Todd Schoenberger. Thank you again for joining us today on Buy Hotel. Have a fantastic weekend. Take care. Buy, hold, sell, brought to you by Crosscheck Management. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.